This podcast is brought to you by EverythingVoluntary.com. My name is Skylar Collins, and this is Thinking and Doing. In this podcast, I examine logical fallacies, cognitive biases, stoic teachings from masters past and present, and tips on being better at life. I hope it will be as instructive to you as it is to me in the pursuit of thinking and doing well. Be sure to check out and subscribe to the Voluntarist Voices podcast brought to you by EverythingVoluntary.com. Voluntarist Voices is a podcast featuring lectures, interviews, and audio essays by intellectual giants past and present. Hello and welcome to the podcast. In this episode, we're going to look at some life pro tips. I have five of them pulled up here, and I think we'll get through all five. We'll start with this one. This was posted to the Life Pro Tips subreddit by Tacos and Chili Sauce. (laughs) That's the username. They wrote, instead of letting anxious thoughts go on and on with endless what ifs, stop the first one with, if X happens, I will do Y to solve it it can help significantly to stop you from spiraling. So here's an example. I'm worried because I'm sick and I won't be able to focus on that important class tomorrow and then I'll fall behind and then this and then that, da, 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 da. You're right down the the slippery slope. That can be overwhelming. But instead, do this. If I'm unable to focus in the class tomorrow, I will ask my friend for the notes and go over them when I feel better. Boom, stop. Right, that that first um, problem, you're not, you know, you're not doing cause and effect down the line until you're, I don't know, lying dead in the street with a needle in your arm. <laughs> you're stopping the first one, and you're figuring out a solution. Right, instead of I'm going to be sick, I'm not going to be able to pay attention to class, I'm going to end up failing, I won't graduate, my parents will be upset because I wasted all their money, they'll turn verbally abusive on me. <laughs> I'll start to do drugs. I'll get in way over my head. The next thing I know, I've got a needle in my arm and I'm dead in the street, right? You can do that. And people who experience especially severe forms of anxiety, they will constantly take themselves down these routes, down these roads. And it's not helpful. It's not helpful for them. It's not helpful for anybody. So instead, if I'm not able to pay attention too closely in class tomorrow, I know this person, this person, and this person that all take quality notes I'm going to touch base with them now and say, hey, look, I'm not feeling well. I'm going to go to class anyway, but I may not not pay as much attention as I normally would. Could I copy your notes and get commitments from two or three people, you know, in case one, you know, something comes up and they have the same problem, right? Just just take, make a plan of action that is, you know, more guaranteed than less, more guaranteed to work. And then you don't need to, you don't need to continue. This is very helpful. And I hope it's helpful for you. (laughs) All right, let's go to the next one. All right, this is by Dark Ruler. Uh Uh-oh. All right, they write, don't work too hard and think that you'll enjoy life after 50. After 50, your health will be bad, your kids will be old, and there won't be the same type of fun. 
Instead, have fun with family whenever you get a chance. Working too hard can be bad for your family life, too. And then he go, and then he, he writes, although this comes from a 21-year-old kid, this person's a 21-year-old kid, I experienced it firsthand because of my workaholic father. All right, so this, this, guy, um, this guy probably knows what he's talking about. Uh, me, personally, I didn't have really a workaholic father. He wasn't, like, addicted to work. But he, he had he gave himself a lot of work because there were there were lean times. Okay, my dad was a serial entrepreneur. He's owned he's he's built he started built and owned and some sold several different kinds of companies. He had a golf ball company um, that he ended up selling. I think to Pingzing. I think that's a that's a company that rings a bell. Forget the name of what his company was. He had he had a, another company that he, he he had he had after that sell he had a nice chunk of change he then invested that towards a a lawn um, acidity regulation system that he he and a friend invented and built and this was in this was when we lived in Dallas and just as he was starting to sell it and get contracts for installation in several golf courses, Dallas started experiencing record amounts of rain, which totally tanked his plans. <laughs> totally tanked his plans. Didn't have anything he could sell, didn't, didn't have any contracts, didn't have any commitments. Everything fell through because of that. Then we, then we moved back to Utah, <laughs> right? We moved back pretty much penniless. Um, he also uh, had a broker-dealer, right, for, for stocks and whatnot. He had a consignment furniture company, which, is, which was an interesting thing. He, people who were selling their, their, their older classic furniture and whatnot, he would, it started with him pretty much going to their house, taking photos of it, putting it in a catalog, and then his storefront, which people would come in and look at photos. And then he would, he would broker the, the sales. And then that evolved to people, him actually picking up people's furniture and putting them in his storefront. So then he had an actual gallery that people could come in and see. Everything was on consignment. And so, you know, he's brokering these. He did that for a few years and eventually that went bankrupt and he had to file bankruptcy. So, you know, he, he was very resistant. He worked hard and he worked long hours and he was stressed out, which is probably why when he came home and my mom told him about things that we had done, he, you know, he He'd yell at us and spank us and whatever. Hence, hence some of the issues that I've had with that. Um, but he wasn't like, I don't believe he was like a workaholic. Like he, he just enjoyed it and he just preferred doing it. I think it was just, it was just a, a, a daily, a weekly struggle for him, right? Some years were better than others type of thing. But he was all, always resistant to the idea of working for somebody, right? He just, he liked coming up with ideas and trying to make them profitable. Eventually when I was a, about 14, he, he did, um, this was after the, the furniture, the consignment, furniture consignment business had gone bankrupt. He, after that, he went and sold um, jacuzzis and hot, uh, hot tubs installed in your home for my uncle who had a business called American Whirlpool. And he, he ran his cells and he did okay with that, but then those cells started to dry up for whatever reason. And it was after that, he, he said, okay, I'm going to try my hand at selling cars. And it turns out he was really good at it. He started selling Buicks um, and GM, and he was salesman of the year 
couple years in a row. And then he went over to a Jeep Chrysler dealership and he was salesman of the year perennially. And then I started working there as a lot tech and that was fun. And then he moved up into the management. And, and he, he, after he, you know, had 10 years of experience doing that and that company was, uh, that dealership was sold and then ultimately um, closed down. I don't know why. I think they just didn't want to be, the new owners didn't want to be in that business anymore after a year or two. So they sold the the licensing, the Jeep and Chrysler to a Dodge dealer who expanded. He decided to start his own public auction for automobiles. And he, you know, he tried that for a few months and it didn't go where he wanted to go. So he stopped and he was pretty much forced back into working for somebody else again, right? He started his sales, quickly got into management and today he's management at an Acura dealership and he's, he's doing well with that. So he's, he's always, he now has this to fall back on, but every once in a while he'll get this idea of something and he'll, he'll start it up and it'll, it'll make some money and it'll, it'll, it'll eventually take over what he's making at the dealership and he'll stop doing that and he'll focus on this and then something happens and either he has to, he has to sell it or do something and then he goes back. So this is just, this is just who he is. Anyway, I don't know why I went on that huge tangent. Uh, my point was, I get it. You know, I think the times that he was around it, you know, he was stressed out anyway. So his interactions with, with us weren't the best. There were, there were times where it was, it was playful, you know, we had fun. And then there were other times where it wasn't. But I, I think, I think this is true. Now, everybody's different. You may truly not um, value that kind of thing as much. I don't know why you had kids, <laughs> if that's true. Um, but, you know, whatever. If you are feeling, maybe you are feeling bad because you don't spend enough time with your kids, especially while they're young. Things you do with your kids and the fun that you can have when they're young is totally different than when they're older. There's going to be a point when they're, you know, teenagers from like 14 to 18, 19. They're probably not going to want to have much to do with you, right? They're, they're really going to be at a point where they're looking outward a lot more than the family. And that's okay. I think that's natural. I don't think it should be shamed or anything like that. You just, you got to just let it roll. I have a son right now that's 15. That's in, that's at that point. Um, but I think a lot of people, you know, when they're in their fifties or sixties and they look back now that they have some time and they're going to think, man, where did those, where did those years go? Where did those kids go? What happened to them? And they might, they might feel some regret. So prevent that now. Figure out what you can do to free up some time and spend it with the kids. Now, I'm not recommending that you force kids to do the things you want to do. I don't, I don't think that that's quality time if people aren't bought into it. But work with them. Work together. Figure out, hey, look, I'm available at these times. Let's maybe make some plans. Talk about some things we can do. What do you guys want to do? And just be consistent with it. All right, next one. This is by Atomic Heart 99 for anyone who hates social gatherings or family birthday parties, etc., show up first. You'll get some quality time in with the host, look like you're happy to be there, and have the advantage of leaving first when it suits you. All right, now I really like this. <laughs> I don't really know how often this sort of thing will apply for me because I'm usually with the wife and the kids, and it's usually a family thing when there is some, something going on. And it can be difficult to try to wrangle everybody and get there early and then say, hey, I want to leave now, but the kids don't want to leave because they're playing with their cousins, blah, blah, blah. But I, I still really like this. So get there early, right? Make your appearance. 
you know, have chat, have, you know, make small talk, maybe a bit of long talk with the host, maybe be helpful. Maybe they're still setting up. That's going to make an impression. And then when more people show up, they see you and it's like, oh, hey, 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 you know. And if you're having a good time, you know, then maybe you'll stay. But if it starts to wane, then it's, you know, you go to the host or whoever you say, hey, man, I really, I really love being here. This was great. Thank you so much for inviting me. I got to run. Um, but please let me know about next time. And they're going to, you know, they're going to know that you were there from the beginning very early. And that's going to make, that's going to make a good impression, I would imagine. And I like that. It, it gives you the advantage of being able to leave when you want, right? You show up late after everybody and then it's like, oh, I got to go. And it's like, you just got here, man. What's going on? And then, you know, when they think of their invitation list next time, you're probably not going to be included. And hey, maybe that's what you want. But, you know, if if you're going anyway, if you're on the invitation list anyway, there's probably other benefits to those relationships that you might you might start to affect. So I like this. Okay. All right, let's go on. This one is by Venus Astrap. <laughs> God, these usernames. It says, despite what commercials and advertisements say, just because you didn't go on vacation this year due to COVID doesn't mean you should splurge extra big on Christmas gifts. Spend responsibly. <laughs> well, first of all, I think it's very creative. I, I haven't seen any of these commercials because I, I typically don't see commercials. All of the media that we consume are, is pretty much ad-free. Uh, but I can see, I, you know, this is clever. I can see businesses doing this. You know what I mean? Hey, you didn't, you know, you saved all this money because of COVID. You didn't go on vacations. You know, why don't you give people a good Christmas? It's like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute here. If we learned anything from this uh, 2020 experience is that we all could probably stand to be quite a bit more frugal and have and and therefore create larger and larger savings accounts. <laughs> because you never know when your job is not going to be considered essential by the powers that be and you'll be out of it and you'll have to live off your savings for some amount of time. So it's probably a really foolish idea to take what what savings you have and spend really big for the holidays. And this this kind of caught me thinking about another thing. And that is the idea of spending a lot of money at the holidays anyway. Personally, I'm not a big fan. We set a relatively small budget. We have a spreadsheet and I just copy the spreadsheet from the year before. So we start off knowing what we spent last year, right? We have a budget, we have a how much we spent, we have a how much was left over, and then we have a total at the bottom. And we put all the people, we list all the people that we're going to get a gift for. We have our kids, we have in-laws, right? We have a sibling gift, like we draw names. And so I'll get a sibling or a sibling spouse a gift and my wife will as well. So we draw names, so we just do one a year instead of getting everybody something. That's that's a very good idea. That's another life pro tip. Instead of worrying about getting everybody, siblings and their spouses, something for Christmas, try to, because there's always that one couple that makes more money than the rest, right? And they're able to give get everybody a nice gift. But then there's you who really, you know, don't like to spend a lot of money in this area. And, you know, you you're the one who's sort of in a way looks like the asshole because you're not you're not doing that. So if you can try to work out with everybody say hey look, we're trying to be frugal um especially this year with covid. Let's put all of our names in a hat and we won't include mom and dad. We'll all get them a gift or or do if they want to whatever. 
let's all just put a name, our names in a hat. We'll draw names and that's who we'll give a gift to. And then we'll just do this every year. And so every year it's kind of different. Sometimes it might be the same, but then we just have to get one gift for this group, for one person in this group of people rather than everybody. And that is not only the frugal thing to do, but it's also far less stressful trying to shop for people who you, you, you know, you may not know very well. Which brings me to another life pro tip. Buy gift cards. <laughs> Holy crap, I would rather receive a gift card than something that I have no interest in, I'm not going to use, and I'm probably going to re-gift. Give me a gift card. And if you don't know what restaurants I like or whatever, just Amazon. Amazon works fine. I purchase stuff there all the time. My uh, my brother hates gift cards. So <laughs> it's funny because my kids are at the point where they're like, they just want money for their birthdays. So we always say, you know, here's their clothing sizes, but they prefer money whenever we have like a big birthday party, which we didn't do this year. And my brother and his kids will always show up with a gift. They won't. He, he's just totally opposite of me. He hates gift cards. He hates just giving money. And I don't know. So anyway, um, so yeah, you know, this year was tough. I probably wouldn't worry about splurging. Um, try to minimize what you can do, you know, who you're expected to give to, that sort of thing. And just overall, I mean, I just personally, this is where I was going before. I don't like that it's become this big thing where you have to buy all these presents for other people. And that's, that's the focus. I'm not religious anymore, but when I was, I preferred that the focus just be on what Christmas was about, right? Let's, let's help other people. Let's do some charity. Let's talk about Christ. Let's this, let's that. Let's not just do the commercialization thing, you know? So now it's like, maybe it's just a time to, to spend with family. Right, do some things, do some activities, spend some time with your kids, spend some time with your parents, whatever. But I, I would probably be more responsible about how you're spending. Um, okay, all right, let's go to the last one here. We're getting kind of long. This is by Guy Thirty Thousand. He says, "Don't be afraid to look for a new job. If you're unsatisfied with your career, it's time to move on. It's too easy to get comfortable in a job, even though you're unhappy." Maybe it's money, the work, or the environment. Don't be afraid to leave. It's sort of an enemy I know mentality that can keep you stagnated for years. This is exactly what I did over five years ago. It was May, June, twenty fifteen. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, I hadn't started. I hadn't even started looking for another job. Okay, I could have kept the job I had. I wasn't enjoying it. I was looking for any excuse I could to get out of my chair. And go for a walk or, you know, extra long lunch. I just, I wasn't serving the company well and it was no longer serving me. So it was difficult. And I had the discussion with my wife that I've got to get out of here. This isn't helping me. This isn't serving me anymore. Um, but I don't, you know, I haven't, I haven't started looking and I probably won't start looking knowing that I can still go into this job and earn a paycheck, you know, every day. So I need to, I need to quit. I need to put that fire underneath me and then I can find something and I'll be motivated. So we said, okay, let's do it. So I put in two weeks. Um, they actually let me out of most of that. They said, it's okay. Your insurance will continue until that time, but you know, you're okay. We don't need you to come in. <laughs> so I, I think it was probably mutual. It was probably like they were, they were starting to notice that I wasn't, you know, where I had been with that company. So when I finally resigned, it was like, eh, it's okay. You don't need to give us two weeks. <laughs> Your insurance will continue, but you know, otherwise you're okay. 
Um, and I, I believe they actually, I actually earned my salary until the end of that two weeks too. They just didn't need me coming in. I was like, okay, all right. So then I started, you know, going out on social media and saying, Hey, I'm looking for a job and putting feelers out there and getting recommendations and blah, blah, blah. And ever since then, I've been independent contractor. I've done different things. And some of those things have continued all this time. Um, since before then and after I've had my large print, um, I print, I publish some, some books in large print on uh, philosophy and economics. That's at largeprintliberty.com. That's been a nice little uh, stream of passive, passive income since about 2013. And I've done some different things. Most of my income today comes from gig work. I deliver food for DoorDash and Grubhub, and that keeps me happy, usually. <laughs> um, um, and it's, you know, it actually gives me a lot of time at different points of the day to spend with the family. It also gives me time to take a nice afternoon nap. So I'm happy with that. I'm happy with where I'm at right now. Um, I'll continue to hustle like this as long as I can, as long as it's profitable. If for some reason this dries up, then I'll be uh, pressured in that sense to to look for something else. And I'd have no idea what it would be. But, you know, a chapter will end and a new chapter will begin. And I've been independent contractor, which means obviously for the last five years we haven't had health insurance. And that hasn't really been an issue um, the biggest problem we've had is my son's orthodontia, but the insurance we had would not have covered most of that anyway. So, you know, I'm like five, six grand out of pocket for that, but I probably would have been four, four and a half out of pocket with the insurance I had. And that was just dental anyway. It wasn't health insurance. So, you know, we've been okay, knock on wood. <laughs> so there's, you know, obviously there's challenges to this. You don't, you know, you might be stuck. I have I have friends whose kids require specific medication for some pretty serious issues. And if he lost his insurance, that would be very devastating. So that sort of thing can, in a sense, imprison you <laughs> into certain jobs. And that stinks. I wouldn't wish that on anybody, but I, I get it. If that's the case and you're really feeling strained where you're at, you might you might have a conversation with your manager and let them know how you're feeling and how you're looking for some other areas to get into and maybe there's maybe there's something you can do maybe there's some movement in the company that you can take advantage of and bring some newness to it so that might be worth uh worth taking a look at of course you don't want to do anything that'll jeopardize your job so that might be um, a tightrope walk all right that's going to do it for this episode let's just do a quick review we talked about anxious thoughts and instead of allowing yourself to spiral down through a, a slippery slope or a rabbit hole or what have you, stop at the first problem, find a solution that's almost guaranteed to work, and you can end it there. We talked about you know being a workaholic, working really hard, and planning on spending more time with the with the kids after you're fifty. When before you realize your kids are no longer kids, um, you know that's that's grandkid time, and that's that's a different thing. Right. If you haven't spent a lot of time with your kids and you don't have these really strong relationships with you, they're probably not going to be bringing the grandkids around very much. So that's probably a bad idea. So carve out some time now to spend quality time with them, not just, you know, being the enforcer for all of your partner's grievances with them. Uh, we talked about family uh, parties, social gatherings and whatnot. Show up first, spend some time with the host, be helpful, and it gives you the advantage of being able to leave early. I like that. Talked about being frugal for Christmas, especially this year when money's been tight or non-existent for a lot of folks. 
don't feel like you have to spend a lot at Christmas, despite what the commercials, the TV is telling you. Turn it off. And don't be afraid to move on from your job if it's not serving you. Okay, life is truly short. You don't need that. All right, thank you so much for listening and have a better day. Please send your comments or questions to thinkinganddoingpodcast at gmail.com. Will you do me a big favor? Will you rate and review this podcast wherever you're listening from? That really helps. And one more thing, please share the podcast with your friends.